Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Oh, yes. I don't know who's on and who's not on. So I'm going to finish my list of this. Start with Maria Mathis. Tony Agner, how should I go say, 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 Felicia, how should I go say, 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 should I go Lani, hash the station, 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 That time is long. So she goes, 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 she Lisa Brown, hope, 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 Yes, it was fishing. I don't know again again and again again and 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 again and
you're not making sense. This is incredible. Your word is tyrannizing. You're the Lord of the book. She is beginning to hear your voice. She is going to allow you to work in her life. You're the Lord of the God. She is to continue to bless her abundantly. She is going to keep her positions and still in you. Shalom, Akasa. Amen. Yes, you go, fish, 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 you go, fish,
And everybody on the list from which you can send
Just have to wait a minute. I do this little transaction. And we can proceed I guess it means I do the rest of this. So what I'm going to do. I do the most.
Hello.
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. God will make 
Time for the reading. Read some more about government. Government. Harambo should go say, 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 Thank you, Father God. Yet it will go say, she continue to impart to your people, run that which we know that we need to know, Father. You should continue to open us up, reveal to us. Yet it will go say, Randa, should go say, should go say, Randa, should go say, Randa, should go say, Randa, should go say, 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 should go Okay, here we go. We're at it again. As I covered in the first chapter, there are three levels of a mountain, the top, the middle, and the base. The top of the mountain is our objective. That's the nature of the tsunami's grace that is being released. That's where Lucifer is entrenched in some capacity or another, and that's where the stronghold of corruption is. Top of the mountain apply at a national level, a city, or regional level. The promise is that nations are be, to be taken by the light on the sons and daughters of God. The top of the mountain is held by a visible face, like the president. <laughs> really? <laughs> the top of the mountain is held by a visible face, like the president, and the spiritual influence that has him there. <laughs> We must always make a distinction between the natural faces and the ruling powers that influence them. <laughs> we could become wrongly obsessed with changing only the physical people in power, not realizing that unless the mountain is simultaneously secured spiritually, a new person in office will likely succumb to the prevailing demonic influence over that area of a mountain. That's what's happened even in the U.S. Supreme Court, as Republican presidents have appointed apparent conservatives who then inexplicably begin to vote with the liberal bloc. They are conditioned by the not-yet-displaced not powers over Washington, D.C. Ruling powers always affect the thought life of those under their geographical sphere. Judges may have a history of ruling one way in their home state, yet the spiritual climate of Washington 
position under the influence of a larger demon can cultivate another response from them. I'm going to read that again because I know y'all don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. The top of the mountain is held by a visible face like the president and the spiritual influence that has him there. We must always make a distinction between the natural faces and the ruling powers that influence them. We could become wrongly obsessed with changing only the physical people in power, not realizing that unless the mountain is simultaneously secured spiritually, a new person in office will likely succumb to the prevailing demonic influence over that area of mountain. That's what has happened even in the U.S. Supreme Court, as Republican presidents have appointed apparent conservatives who then inexplicably began to vote with the liberal bloc. They're conditioned by the not-yet-displaced powers over Washington, D.C. Ruling powers always affect the thought life of those under the geographical sphere. Judges may have a history of ruling one way in their home state, yet the spiritual climate of Washington, positioned under the influence of a larger demon, can cultivate another response from them. Other levels of the mountain include lower political positions, anything from governors to judges to mayors. We need to fill the entire mountain with children of the kingdom who know why they are there to allow the Lord's house to be exhausted. This mountain has many riches, has many niches and grooves and many ways to approach it. Some may be called to go after unjust laws as their arena of action. Others may be called to formulate foreign policy or push for budget reform. The more significant the repercussions of those laws and policies, the higher the mountain level represented. However high we go, enough grace will be provided because this is our promised land. I've already addressed many scriptures about the call to take nations that will be applicable here, but here are some others. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when a wicked man rules, the people groan. <laughs> yeah, this is about to be fun, people. Mm-mm-mm. This is a good verse for those who doubt whether God would even want us involved in civil affairs. This is why the mountain of the Lord's house will be exalted. The peoples of the world are exhausted and groaning under the rule of wicked people. Every form of government has been tried, and all have failed dramatically. There is no new government prototype to try, and the earth knows it. Is groaning and travailing for those who keep the promises of righteousness and justice. Most politicians pledge to fight corruption, but few have been successful. All promise justice, but none are able to bring it about. The world's thinking is disconnected, as few seem to realize that only the influence of the kingdom of God can bring about a real change. Only he is the desire of the nations. Haggai 2 and 7. For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward and even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Isaiah 9, 6-7. This powerful passage is prophetic announcement of the coming of Jesus. Though we have secured elements of truth from the scripture, we have missed the eschatology it lays out. 
This Jesus who was coming would carry government on his shoulder, literally, back. His rule and reign are being released through his coming. It is the Lord Jesus who will show up, not just the Savior Jesus. He is coming to earth with heaven's government on his back, and of the increase of his government there will be no end. Jesus has no intention of visiting temporarily to see who wants to get saved. He will release his government and rule upon the earth through his sons and daughters, and his kingdom will never stop growing. He never gives the planet to Satan. The takeover of the affairs of earth is somehow tied into bringing order to the entire universe. Our planet is the last bastion of rebellion, and he will overwhelm it on his terms here on this planet. His terms, that his weak, foolish, simple, love-struck sons and daughters finally wake up to their inheritance and become the instruments that crush Satan here and now. This awakening will be so profound in this church that even the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Matthew 16 and 18. Gates, of course, are defensive. Jesus will have a generation that will take all the land assigned to it and put Satan out of the second heaven at the top of the mountain all the way back into hell where he belongs. Apparently, he experienced the surprise of our ability even to chase him into hell as his gates collapsed. For I, one, intend to demand some personal payback from him and his millions at the time without whatever leeway that authority gives us. An area of confusion needs to be addressed here as it's already causing turmoil in country with the mountain of government is being taken by sons and daughters of the kingdom. And this is talking about civil and spiritual authority. The confusion arises in the misunderstanding of the differences between civil authority and spiritual authority. When a person knows when a person known for spiritual authority steps into a position of civil authority, people wrongly transfer their expectations from one area to the other. Spiritual authority comes from one standing before God and refers to influence in heavenly places. It could also be considered as one's position of influence among believers. Civil authority is a God-given authority, but it's very different. Someone may be granted civil authority by the Lord, yet still be headed for hell. Civil authority governs society, while spiritual authority governs the church in the spiritual realm. Many understand this concept pretty well until someone established as a spiritual authority comes into a position of civil authority and then must exercise authority differently. I recently saw an example of this. In a South American country, a pastor friend of mine entered politics very late in life. A leader of a large church, he had a well-established ministry and great spiritual authority among believers and was well-respected throughout the nation. When led by the Lord to cross over into politics, he was suddenly thrust into the national spotlight. He resigned from his church to fill a prestigious political position where he now helped set the political agenda for the nation. During the election season, he was asked if he thought the death penalty should be invoked for a certain heinous crime. My friend said that he would in fact support the death penalty for this crime. That caused a bit of an uproar, both in circular circles as well as among Christians. How could a pastor be for the death penalty, many asked. This line of question arose because of confusion regarding the two types of authority. The expectation was that my friend would continue to represent himself as a spiritual authority when the issue at hand was of a civil authority. Neither the world nor the church knew what to do with the pastor who supported putting someone to death. I had an opportunity to speak into the situation, and I used Romans 13:1 through 4 as a foundation for understanding the matter. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. 
For rulers are not a terror to good works but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise for the same. For he is God. He is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. This is such a key area that we need only to personally understand it, but also able to explain it to a secular society. When a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ accepts the civil role, he must fulfill the God-ordained responsibility assigned to civil authority. Both spiritual and civil authority are ordained by God, but wielding that authority looks very different for each. One's role as a spiritual authority is to be lead by example and not by constraint, 1 Peter 5 and 2. It is grace based upon position of leadership and trust, and in no time is a spiritual authority to use his position to terminate someone's life. That position never requires force or intimidation except when it opposes spiritual forces of iniquity. A civil ruler, on the other hand, is entrusted with an entirely different authority. A central purpose of a civil ruler's call is to deal with lawlessness. Striking terror in the hearts of evildoers fulfills a specific assignment for which he will be accountable to God. Note that according to the scripture best passage above, he does not bear the sword in vain, and he is God's minister. While doing this, obviously the sword was not for shaving. It was an instrument of death. Those in position of civil authority must be prepared to fulfill the God-given demand of their role. Those who cannot do that must remain in the spiritual arena of authority. This is an important distinction. My pastor politician friend carries both types of authority and needs only to make it clear with which authority he is speaking from. He is in favor of both the death penalty in extreme cases, but he himself would not want to see the one perform the execution because of his recognized spiritual authority. Though regularly interviewed because of his standing as a spiritual leader in the nation, he has to be willing to declare himself in favor of severe punishment for evildoers. Otherwise, the country would be afraid to make him president. No one wants a civil leader who is not willing to forcibly resist those who would harm or even invade the country. As I write this, President George W. Bush is a Christian who also serves as a civil leader of the most powerful nation on earth. This position carries great responsibility beyond what most people understand. Most powerful nation status is given by God, just as he places leaders in nations. He also establishes leadership among nations. President Bush reportedly relies on his personal walk with the Lord for guidance. But it's important to note that he has a biblical, God-ordained command to exercise the sword to stop those who would do evil. Confronting evil and delivering practical justice is the central call of those in civil positions of authority. A new model of national leadership will develop at God's exalted mountain above all other mountains. There will be a Joseph-type president of a nation who will carry great spiritual authority and great civil authority. At various times, these presidents will need to step back and forth between those roles and address the concerns of each. There will be time to address the nation and say, I will now speak to you outside of my civil authority, but in my capacity as a minister and servant of God. One can then address the moral righteousness issues of the nations and speak out of the spiritual authority God has given him or her. It needs to be addressed here because understanding this dynamic will be so crucial as the Lord raises us up to lead our countries. We cannot exert the same type of authority over a nation that we exert over a church. As civil leaders who have been called to lead churches have to adjust from civil authority model to more benevolent spiritual leadership, so church leaders who have been called into government need to adjust their use of authority. We must understand the interplay and the limits on civil and spiritual leadership models. All righty.
Okay. As I covered in the first chapter, there are three levels of a mountain. The top, the middle, and the base. The top of the mountain is objective. That's the nature of the tsunami's grace that is being released. That's where Lucifer is entrenched in some capacity or another, and that's where the stronghold of corruption is. Top of the mountain can apply at a national level or at a city or regional level. The promise is that nations are to be taken by the light on the sons and daughters of God. The top of the mountain is held by a visible face like the president, and the spiritual influencer has him there. We must always make a distinction between the natural faces and the ruling powers that influence them. We could become wrongly obsessed with changing only the physical people in power, not realizing that unless the mountain is simultaneously secured spiritually, a new person in office will likely succumb to the prevailing demonic influence over that area of mountain. That's what happened even in the U.S. Supreme Court, as Republican presidents have appointed apparent conservatives who then inexplicably began to vote with the liberal bloc. They're conditioned by the not-yet-displaced powers over Washington, D.C. Ruling powers always affect the thought life of those under the geographical sphere. The judges may have history of ruling one way in their home state, yet the spiritual climate of Washington, positioned under the influence of a larger demon, can cultivate another response from them. So... I'm glad he's going to break down the difference between spiritual and civil authority. And just as he's breaking down that difference, he's also breaking down the difference between the person that's in a position and the spiritual influence of that position, whether it's angelic or demonic. Okay? I often tell you all, See, this is where discernment is key, that sometimes somebody is speaking to you and that's that demon speaking through them, and you have to learn how to distinguish the difference. You must learn that only the Holy Spirit can reveal it to you, and you must also learn when people are doing something and it's demonically influenced not to, not to hold it against that person. And when I say that, I say it in a sense, recognize, okay, this is a demon doing something that person may or may not even be aware. So now rather than me getting all mad and upset with this person, recognize the situation for what it is, deal with it from a spiritual standpoint, and keep it moving. See, because what happens is now your emotions get all involved and you're all upset and you get distracted. You You miss what it is that God's trying to reveal to you. See, all of this is, is, is conditioning and training. The Holy Spirit must train you. See, that's why you'll start to see things and people differently. You begin to catch glimpses. You begin to say, what was that? You begin to, you just feel and sense something. Somebody has said something to you and and it just, just something does something. You, mm, and you don't even respond. And later on, you, wait a minute, hold up. See, this is all very, very important. Now, Maria's son said that when she saw the president, she saw he saw a demon standing behind the president, laughing and sneering. So we all understand, and we need to understand it from that viewpoint. I can say it right now. That man is demonically obsessed. He cannot help 
to do what he's going to do. That's why we're going to pray for him on this call. See, we understand, I'm understanding by the revelation of the Holy Spirit that we must fight. You got to get that. I don't care who he is. He's going to have to go through God. He's going to cause some darkness to come upon his land, but it's going to make people begin to draw closer to God. See, this is the bigger picture. Understand, there's a, a, a covenant, an agenda coming. There's a, a covenant that has to be fulfilled. Understand that we all have to come together as far as this world into ten nations to, so the covenant can be fulfilled. So there is going to be some darkness that's going to come on this land. There is going to be some negativity that's going to make people run afraid. And what do we do when we're, run, when we're afraid? We do what we need to be doing when we're comfortable. We need to be calling on the name of God and getting into his word, but we don't do that when we're able to flip our channels and things are okay. We don't, we don't, we don't have that intensity. See, that's what T.D. was talking about earlier about supply and demand. We don't have a demand for his God. We don't have a hunger. But when things start falling apart and we don't begin to understand and see, see, and we need a hunger, we need an answer, we need some food, we need this, and we'll turn to God then. But, yeah, God allowed this man to get in there for his divine purposes. We must understand that as children of God and walk according to the provision of the word to not back down, to allow God to be God, to transform our lives, to reach out for those who are going to begin to come crying to you because they're going to feel overwhelmed and what happened. And this very man that I voted in is now the same fool that's turning his back on me, and he can't even help himself because he's demonically influenced. So begin to understand that which which is from spiritual, that which is natural. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. The top of the mountain is held by a visible face like the president, and spiritual influence has had some there. We must always make a distinction between the natural faces and the ruling powers that influence them. We could become wrongly obsessed with changing only the physical people in power, not realizing that unless the mountain is simultaneously secured spiritually, a new person in the office will likely succumb to the prevailing demonic influence over that area of the mountain. That's what has happened in the, even in the U.S. Supreme Court as Republican presidents have appointed apparent conservatives who then inexplicably began to vote with the liberal bloc. They are conditioned by the not-yet-displaced powers over Washington, D.C. Ruling powers always affect the thought life of those under the geographical sphere. Judges may have a history of ruling one way in their home state, yet the spiritual climate of Washington, positioned under the influence of a larger demon, can cultivate another response from them. Other levels of the mountain include lower political positions, anything from governors to judges to mayors. We need to fill the entire mountain with children of the kingdom who know why they are there to allow the Lord's house to be exalted. You need to know why. You need to have a focus. You need to have understanding so that you don't want the other stuff get in your way. And see, that understanding can only come from revelation of the Holy Spirit. And see, this has to be a, a specific understanding from God, not from man. And he's going to have to grow you up in this thing so that you don't, so that you don't begin to become deterred. You don't begin to become 
I, I, I don't know. And then, no, no, no. And, again, you're going to miss it in areas. You're not going to be perfect. But overall, like the stock market and up and down, overall, you're going you're gonna to grow. You're going to increase. You're going to become more and more focused. But that's a process. Other levels on the mountain include lower political positions, anything from governors to judges to mayors. We need to fill the entire mountain with children of the kingdom who know why they are there to allow the Lord's house to be exalted. This mountain has many niches and grooves and many ways to approach it. Some may be called to go after unjust laws as the area of action. Others may be called to formulate foreign policy or push for budget reform. The more significant the repercussions of those laws and policies, the higher the mountain level represented. However high we go, enough grace will be provided because this is our promised land. Mm. Enough grace will be provided because this is our promised land. Oh, Jesus, really? So, understand when he started this book that you were taking on powers to be that are more powerful than you. He told you to confess that in your heart, but to reflect on your past relationship with God. That's what keep you humble. Now, let me let me let me say this in Sam Farley language. Okay? I'm gonna try to refrain from cussing. You go into some areas and arenas that you don't know what to do. You're overwhelmed, but you have a desire on something, a motive, whatever that motivation might be. That motivation might be my motivation. I got three 90-year-olds and 18-year-olds. Your motivation might be I got my roof falling on me. I need some money. That motivation means my kids are driving me crazy. I don't know what to do. I need money. I need a job. I got a, a bad job. Whatever your motivation might be, that motivation needs to be bigger than the problem that's in front of you. Now, that problem that's in front of you, you got a bad doctor's report. You go into another doctor, you get you got three bad doctor's reports. But if I die, what are my kids going to do? I might be married. My husband is crazy. I might not be married. My kids are three and five years old. God, what are they going to do? Lord, I can't die not right now. I don't have anything to leave them. They need guidance. There's really no family members to give them what's needed. And, Lord, I already see right now we're about to go in some bad times. Lord, what am I going to do? My body is sick. I'm ailing. I don't even have the strength. And, Lord, I'm beginning to lose the desire to fight. But I look at my children's faces, and I'm caught. Lord, what am I going to do? I, I, the doctors say it's nothing. I, I don't. I, I don't have the medication. I don't have the money. But I think about my children. Lord, what am I going to do? See, that's what I'm talking about. When you're caught in those situations of life, 
that that you 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 if you could back out of it you would but but you recognize that you really can't. That's what I'm talking about. Those four those foes are bigger than you. And out of that situation of despair, hurt, pain, you cry out to God. And you cry out to him to him in a way you ain't never cried out before. Cause you realize I'm losing. I can't lose, but I'm losing. I can't lose. I'm losing. I want to stop. I can't. That's the situation that you're in. See, that's what I need you to recognize. When you're in that place, when he's talking about a rock in a hard place, and you turn to God with that attitude of, Lord, what am I going to do? It's in that point that you truly empty yourself, open yourself, and avail yourself. And he will begin to do a work in you. If, see, this is the thing now, I need you to understand that. If you will do your part, I'll tell you constantly, this we talked about before, diligence, application, all this stuff. Let me, uh, I, again, this is Sam Farley speaking. All that crap of reading the Bible, memorizing the verse, you know what? It ain't going to do you a chakra, but a bit of good. It's nice. It's head knowledge. But when it comes to you walking up on that stuff, mm, we're going to see what you really know. We're going to see what you really believe, what you're really made of. Now, understanding, again, reading the Bible stuff is good and it has its purpose. But see, as we're learning on this line, that even in reading the Bible, you must let the Holy Spirit lead you into what to read. You cannot approach spiritual knowledge from a carnal position. It's not going to work for you. You're going to come out with all these catchy phrases and these nice thoughts, but in reality, you're beaten, you're battered down. And that situation that I'm talking about right now with the mother looking at the children with three bad doctor's reports is not going to work. You might as well try to find you some life insurance, which you probably can't even get at the time because you're sick. But if you will, avail yourself and say, Lord, help me. Meet me where I am at. Come to me. And see, see, you got to really be there to understand what I'm talking about. You you really got to be. See, that's why I was laughing at Lisa right now. Because, see, she, she, she's in this position right now. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And, and, and God tells me to step out and people are pulling stuff away from me. What am I going to do? Is if you have not been there, you cannot relate. All you can do is think about what it is. But no, it's a whole other story when you're actually there. That's why I look at Felicia and say, girl, what you going to do? It's around what you going to do, Fifi. You going you gonna to do the work? 
You gonna you gonna apply? Are you gonna try God and say, "Prove me this"? Are you gonna grab hold of His word and begin to eat it, begin to meditate it, and say, "Lord, I'm gonna do my part." Lord, if this is what you're telling me to do, you're telling me to confess, you're telling me to fast, you're telling me to meditate, you're telling me to pray. I'm gonna do my part. Now, Lord, what you gonna do? See, that's the attitude that you got to have when you're talking about trying to take a mountain. You can't be laissez-faire. Oh, well, I'm going to see what. It ain't going to work worth a damn. You're going to get your butt kicked, and you're going to be sitting around licking your wounds, and you might as well get you some hammer nails and go make your own tomb because you're going to get ran over. You cannot and will not take any mountain. You can't even take your own household. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. What you going to do, people? If it is never time for you to wake up, that time is now. If it's ever time for God to begin to reveal something, that time is now. Because it's going to come knocking on your door. It's already in the streets. It's already people to protest. Because confusion, hurt, pain, chaos is rampant now. It's raising its head. If you don't rise up right now, you're going to be ran over. I'll keep reading. I think that's what I'll do. I've already addressed many scriptures about the call to take nations that will be applicable here, but here are some others. <clears throat> when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan, Proverbs 29 and 2. This is a good verse for those who doubt whether God would even want us involved in civil affairs. This is why the mountain of the Lord's house will be exalted. The peoples of the world are exhausted and groaning under the rule of wicked people. Every form of government has been tried and all have failed dramatically. There is no new government prototype to try, and the earth knows it is groaning and travailing for those who keep their promises of righteousness and justice. Many politicians pledge to fight corruption, but few have been successful. All promise justice, but none are able to bring it about. The world's thinking is disconnected, as few seem to realize that only the influence of the kingdom of God can bring about a real change. Only he is the desire of nations, Haggai 2 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward and even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this, Isaiah 9, 6-7. Hold on for a minute.
He said, hold on a second. Oh, oh, okay. He must have to take a call. I see. Okay. All right, I'm back. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward and even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this, Isaiah 9, 6-7. This powerful passage is a prophetic announcement of the coming of Jesus. Though we have secured elements of truth from the scripture, we have missed the eschatology it lays out. This Jesus who is coming will carry government on his shoulder, literally back. His rule and reign are being released through his coming. It is the Lord Jesus who will show up, not just the Savior Jesus. He is coming to earth with heaven's government on his back, and of the increase of his government, there will be no end. Now, as I'm reading this, I'm, I'm thinking about the millennial reign, the thousand-year period when Jesus will literally come and reign here on this earth. So, and so that's when he's going to be literally here reigning and ruling, not just, you know, up in, up in heaven. Jesus has no intention of visiting temporarily to see who wants to get saved. His release, his, he will release his government and rule upon the earth through his sons and daughters, and his kingdoms will never stop growing. He never gives the planet to Satan. The takeover of the affairs of the earth is somehow tied into bringing order to the entire universe. Our planet is the last bastion of rebellion, and he will overwhelm it on his terms here on this planet. His terms, that is weak, 
foolish, simple, love-struck sons and daughters finally wake up to their inheritance and become the instruments that crush Satan here and now. This awakening will be so profound in this church that even the gates of hell will not prevail against them, Matthew 16 and 18. Gates, of course, are defensive. Jesus will have a generation that will take this land assigned to it and push Satan out of the second heaven at the top of the mountains all the way back into hell where he belongs. Apparently, he'll experience the surprise of our ability even to chase him into hell as his gates collapse. I, for one, intend to demand some personal payback from him and his minions at that time with whatever leeway that authority gives us. So, God, children, working through his children, because we have his body, are going to be used to prevail and to push Satan back where he belongs. And that's how it's going to manifest. An area of confusion needs to be addressed here as, enti- as already caused turmoil in countries where the mountains of government is being taken by sons and daughters of the kingdom. The confusion arises in misunderstanding the difference between civil authority and spiritual authority. When a person known for spiritual authority steps into a position of civil authority, people wrongly transfer their expectations from one area to the other. Spiritual authority comes from one standing before God refers to influence in heavenly places. It could also be considered one's position of influence among believers. Civil authority is also a God-given authority, but it's very different. Someone may be granted civil authority by the Lord, yet still headed for hell. Civil authority governs society, while spiritual authority governs the church and spiritual realm. Many understand this concept pretty well until someone's established as a spiritual authority comes into a position of civil authority, and then must exercise authority differently. Civil authority, spiritual authority. We need to understand the differences between the two. Civil authority is one exercising authority over land or region or government. Spiritual authority governs the church, the spiritual realm. There's a distinct difference between the two. I recently saw a perfect example of this. In the South American country, a pastor friend of mine entered politics very late in life. As leader of a large church, he had a well-established ministry and great spiritual authority among believers, as well-respected throughout the nation. When led by the Lord to cross over into politics, he was suddenly thrust into the national spotlight. He resigned from his church to fill a prestigious political position where he is now helping set the political agenda for the nation. During election season, he was asked if he thought the death penalty should be invoked for a certain heinous crime. My friend said that he would support the death penalty for this crime. That caused a bit of an uproar, both in circular circles as well as among Christians. How could a pastor be for the death penalty, many asked. This line of question arose because of confusion regarding the two types of authority. The expectation was that my friend would continue to represent himself as a spiritual authority when the issue at hand was a civil authority. Neither the world nor the church knew what to do with a pastor who supported someone putting someone to death. So now, this pastor, this man of God, says, I support this person being killed for this heinous crime. You know, people always got something to say about everything. That's why a person would never want to get into politics. Because they always got something to say. And the same person who say hate you for this today, the same thing they don't, they're going to love you for. So you just got to understand, people are fickle. 
and you cannot get caught up in that. I had an opportunity to speak into the situation. I used Romans 13, 1 through 4 as the foundation for understanding this matter. That every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise for the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, and avenge you to execute wrath on him who practices evil. This is such a key area that we need not only to personally understand it, but also be able to explain it to a secular society. When a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ accepts the civil role, he must fulfill the God-ordained responsibility assigned to civil authority. Both spiritual and civil authority are ordained by God, but wielding that authority looks very different to each. One's role as a spiritual authority is to lead by example, not by constraint. See 1 Peter 5 and 2. It is a grace-based position of leadership and trust, and in no time is a spiritual authority used this position to terminate someone's life. That position never requires force or intimidation, except when it opposes the spiritual forces of iniquity. So in a, standing in a capacity of a spiritual authority, you are fully letting God be God. You are fully letting that person come to, to come to a decision one way or another based on their own walk, their own understanding. That's what you're supposed to do, walking in that capacity. A silver rule, on the other hand, is entrusted with an entirely different authority. A central purpose of a silver ruler's call is to deal with lawlessness. Striking terror in the heart's evildoer fulfills a specific assignment for which he will be accountable to God. Note that according to the scripture passage above, he does not bear the sword in vain, and he is God's minister while doing this. Obviously, the sword was not for shaving. It was an instrument of death. Those in a position of civil authority must be prepared to fulfill the God-given demands of their role. Those who cannot do that must remain in the spiritual arena of authority. This is an important distinction. So I'm reflecting back on David. David was a man of war. He was constantly killing people. <laughs> so, you know, you have to have an understanding that there is a difference. And when it's God-ordained and God is giving you, giving you that role, then you fulfill it, that role. Now, Jesus never, did, Jesus never killed anybody, but he did beat up a couple of people. Or they ran from him before they even got the chance. At that point in time, he was walking in full spiritual and civil authority. Now, why do I say that? Because if you go back and reflect upon that particular situation I'm talking about when he braided the whips and he chased them out of the kingdom, I mean out of the um, temple, remember these were guards. These were not just... No, no, these are, you might, so, you know, they, they, they're used to war. He was talking to his daddy guy. What do you think he was doing while he's braiding that whip? He was making sure that he wasn't coming out of himself. And he, and, and he had been by this and many times. He had, this had been told him before, you're not to use my father's house for this. But now, in this particular time, in righteous anger, God has a righteous anger, as he was braiding that whip, I can pretty much sure guarantee God, you know what? God said, yeah, it's time. Oh, yeah, really? Mm-hmm, it's time. Them angels came. 
Jesus rose up. He had spiritual and look, I'm moving it. Did he, was there any? No, everybody ran. But see, that's when you know and you're connected and you're walking with God leading you. Okay. My pastor politician friend carries both types of authority and needs only to make it clear which authority is speaking from. He is in favor of the death penalty in extreme cases, but he himself would not want to be the one to perform the execution because of his recognized spiritual authority. Though regularly interviewed because of his standing as spiritual leader in the nation, he has to be willing to declare himself in favor of severe punishment for evildoers. Otherwise, the country would be afraid to make him president. No one wants a civil leader who is not willing to forcefully resist those who would harm or even invade the country. So I'm in favor, but just because, again, you know, I'm not going to be the one who's going to pull the trigger, but you need to die. You've had every option. Matter of fact, I'll be the one to come and ask you, do you want to accept Jesus before you die? I do, I'll be that one, but then I'm going to walk away. So that's that's basically the, the mindset of the spirit that, that, that he's saying that someone needs to have in that capacity. As a right, this President George W. Bush is a Christian who also serves as civil leader of the most powerful nation on earth. This position carries great responsibility beyond what most people understand. Most powerful nation status is given by God, just as he places leaders in nations. He also establishes leadership among nations. President Bush reportedly relies on his personal walk with the Lord for guidance. But it's important to know that he is a biblical, God-ordained command to exercise the sword to stop those who would do evil. Confronting evil and delivering practical justice is a central call of those in civil positions of authority. A new model of national leadership will develop as God exalts his mountain above all other mountains. There will be Joseph-type presidents of nations who will carry great spiritual authority and great civil authority. At various times, these presidents will need to step back and forth between those roles and address the concerns of each. There will be times to address the nation and say, I will now speak to you outside of my civil authority, but in my capacity as a minister and servant of God. One can then address the moral righteousness issues of the nations and speak out of the spiritual authority God has given him or her. It needs to be addressed here because understanding this dynamic will be so crucial as the Lord raises up leaders, uh, raises us up to lead our countries. We cannot exert the same type of authority over a nation that we exert over a church. As civil leaders who have been called to lead churches, have to adjust from civil authority model to a more benevolent spiritual leadership, so a church leader who have been called to a government need to adjust their use of authority. We must understand the interplay and the limits on civil and spiritual leadership models. Okay, I'm done. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. And we are in that time. Good morning. What's up, Phoebe? How you doing? Hmm? How are you today? Um, alrighty. Um, I didn't. I, unfortunately, I didn't catch the whole reading 
I call like part of the beginning, part of the end. But it explains a lot um, because I had read somewhere that um, the atmosphere in Washington had changed years ago because they started doing um they started doing rituals in Washington behind the scenes. Whereas before it was um, you know, everything was pretty much Christian based. Um, I think it was about ten years ago. probably 10, 15 years ago, it was stated that um, a society had taken over Washington, D.C. And even though on the surface you still saw, you know, Christian activities, quote, unquote, um, behind the scenes they were doing sacrifices. So even, you know, even in spite of all we, what we were seeing, underneath the doors were being opened anyway. Just that even that is just starting to manifest, that's been manifesting itself since it started, the different laws and stuff that have been put in place and the, you know, and the wars and, and things, the unrest. All of that started about the time they started doing the rituals in Washington, D.C. So that makes a lot of sense that, you know, the principalities and stuff have changed and gained strength over the years. So, and with us having to take back those mountains, you know, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. Good morning, everyone. Let's get Good morning. And let's not forget about Nancy Reagan and her psychic. Oh, yeah. A psychics. Yeah, uh, it was uh, during her husband's presidency, she was consulting psychics to guide her. That, right, right, right. That's when uh, Dionne Warwick and Latonya Jackson and the rest of us are jumping on the bandwagon, too. I mean, the thing where we got to see, we always, we we as people are looking for answers, looking for help, looking for direction, looking for power. It's just a matter of, and see, this is where I understand now we're talking about the fears of influence in our thought life. 
where do we turn to get it? So now if the powers to be at the top of the mountain are prevailing with all the demonic influence, then we as people, because we're looking for something, we will, because it'll be easily, readily available. So we will turn to these demonic and, and psychics and all this other stuff. But because that's what the top of the mountain has already ordained and established. But now if God's people now, and just like I was looking at TD earlier today, he was talking about when he was um, coming up in church, he said somebody in the neighborhood would prophesy that something's going to happen and a week later or a month later to happen and eyes of people were being healed and this was happening. He said, but these people, they would, they, he said back in these days, these people were laid out on, 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 on before God for hours. They'd be dancing on top of a hot pot belly stove and not get burned. They, you say, but nowadays we got we put God on a time frame for two hours and that's enough. So now we got a two hour God, you know, because we don't we don't yield ourselves to the way that we will be able to access the kingdom of God. And see, one thing that we're learning more and more, we have to learn, we have to transform to become more God like to be used by Him because He says no flesh is going to glory in His presence. Satan don't care. All flesh is going to glory in his presence. So there are things that we have to become constrained in order for the power of God to flow through us. Then there's training processes, and a lot goes forth. That's why it just doesn't happen for me to get before God for two hours. Okay, the football game's coming on in about 15 minutes. I got to go. So that's the difference. So now, again, the top of the mountains, the powers to be the influence, if people of God who have been trained and ordained by God and walking in that level of power and authority, and they begin to have these type of manifestations that the church in the last days needs to have, then people will flock to there. Because now the people that we're talking about more than likely are going to be, and we're talking about circles of fellowship, are going to be the ones that are in the 500, and the 70. Because, see, when we start getting into the closer realms, the, the 12, the 3, and the 1, at that point in time, you have come to some type of mortification, understanding, walking, and training. So you're not going to be easily misled. Right. But the ones we're talking about, the ones that are easily misled, yeah, they're going to run to the first thing is available. And, and, and so depending on who's governing those mountains will be determining which direction they're going to go. Because, again, people are looking for answers. Looking and they want something, unfortunately, some type of quick fix, etc. So we have to be positioned in order to provide them with what they need because they really don't know how to get it. I'm going on mute. Yeah, they don't, they don't know how to get it and they don't want to get it. I mean, when you talked about the, about the head, there's ministers out there who will um cut their sermon down because they know that there's a game or they will cut their sermon down because they know it's a special occasion or whatever. You know, and it's or they spend half their time trying to um instead of, you know, expounding on the word of God, they spend half the time trying to do offering and tithes and, you know, and all this other stuff. And it's just like because they don't show the way they used to, you know, you would see the pastor, well, back in, you know, when we were growing up, you would see the pastor and 
when you come in the church, you see him at the altar praying. You see him, you know, and then he prays some more before he does his sermon. And then he prays some more even during or after his sermon. But now it's like you might hear a cursory prayer before he gets started. Then he'll then he'll do his five minute sermon, probably without a Bible reference. And then you know, the rest of the time he's just talking. And so there's nothing for the people of God to see, you know. So they do the same thing at their house. Five minutes of prayer, all right, I'm, that, I'm good, because that's what the pastor does. But if you were to tell them, like you say all the time, if you tell them, like, we'd be on the call for two, three hours, four hours, six hours, depending on how the, the Spirit of the Lord leads, They'll look at us crazy, like, it don't take all that. Well, in the way it does, because it is renewing us daily to keep this up, to keep it where we know that there is something far beyond ourselves and it strengthens us even more the longer we're on, <laughs> the longer that we're on the call. So... It's, it's interesting. Interesting. Um, Felicia, were you done, hon? I don't want to come in if you want to finish. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm done. Okay. <clears throat> I just wanted, I don't even know. I'm so exhausted. I'm, I'm losing my thoughts. Um, what I was going to say, and I hope I'm not, I hope, I hope, to tie it in to what well, I'm trying to tie it in. Um, you breaking up. I can go back in here. I'm sorry. I'm taking of the mountains and all this stuff that we talk about. You know, it really, um, it really, we have to just know who we are. We're not taking anything if we don't know who we are and if we don't know what our purpose is and if we're not moving according to that. You know, I, I, I was listening to just all, you know, the compl- compliments, Lord, comments that are being made, um, and, you know, Sam's commentary that he was reading and so forth. And, um, you know, I just started thinking about how we... You know, again, we always, you know, we jokingly bring up that scene in the in the Fight Night movie with the cross and the non-belief in the cross. And why doesn't it work? Because you have to believe. If in any endeavor, whether we're, no matter what mountain it is that we're talking about taking, whether it's our finances, whether it's our families, um, whether it's institutions, whatever it is, we're not taking anything if we are not clear and sure who we are. And I really believe that that's um, one of the issues is that we're not strong. We say we know, we say we're clear, but we're really not. Because when you really are clear, then you do things, you move in a different type of way. You know, I think about the force and the conviction with which Sam speaks. Um, No matter what's going on, he's since I've known him, since I was a teenager, you know, he's always had that, you know, 
be some crazy stuff going on, but that's something that has unwavered um, and never changed. Am I saying it's never been challenged? No. Am I saying the faith has never diminished for a minute? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is he's always known what the deal was, so to speak. Um, and other other leaders that I listen to, it's the same thing. And so <clears throat> we have to be clear in who we are and the strength that we have and the tools that we've been given if we're going to take anything because the enemy knows our weaknesses and he knows when we really are not buying into it. He knows when we're just paying lip service. He knows. And he just watches. And he's just playing this game like, mm-hmm. If I just do this, then I'll knock this person off. If I just do that, because what happens is when he sees us getting close to moving the mountains, when he sees us getting close to <laughs> really making it happen, then that's when he comes. And he will block. He tries to block. He'll throw. You know, I think about, like, with the um, case in point, um, you know, with, with, with the school. You know, I have to you know, use my own personal experience um, for this. You know, like with the school, everything's going on paper, and it's like, oh, this parent, you know, has something wrong with, with her car, so now in danger of not being able to pay tuition. Or, you know, this person is about to lose their house. You know, it's always something that comes in to monkey wrench what the program is. And if everybody is not clear and focused on what's going on, then that plan will work because that means that, that every single time something happens, we'll be thrown into a tailspin of chaos. And that's dangerous not only for us but to everyone that's watching. And so we have to be solid. We have to be solid and clear in, in, in who we are and walk boldly in who we are, walk courageously in who we are and, and get it done. And just like in the military, you know, because we keep saying that this is a war and we're in this army, well, we got to do that then. And in the Army, there's no excuses. In the military, they don't accept any excuses. That's it. You do. They don't, they don't accept excuses because you can't make excuses on the battlefield when, when your life and other people's lives are in your hands. So, you know, that's just kind of, um, <clears throat> that's kind of what I see that might be um, one of the things that's standing in the way of moving the mountains that we that we probably could be moving is that no matter sometimes what our lips say deep down inside we're really not as sure and as solid as we we might think. Um, I also want to comment on um, what Felicia said earlier. As far as like back in the day, being an example, of, you would see the pastor praying and all this other stuff. And I'm going to reflect on Morgan and when her mother first passed and she stayed with me full time. And I forget what specific incident happened, but she, I saw her viewpoint of me of somebody that didn't keep their promises. And basically at this point, it was something about a dog. That's what it started. But I, in her eyes, I said I was somebody who didn't keep their promises, and and I wasn't gonna have anything, and I was I was basically wasn't that much as far as a parent is concerned. But now, 
over a period of time as she's been, you know, I mean, a lot of, you know, maturity and stuff. But now one of the things that she focuses on is she sees her daddy constantly pressing on, praying, and doing it, and and it's to the point that it has affected her, that she does it. You know, so a lot of times we just have to be that example in spite of what people might think or perceive. We have to do what we need to do, press on, and it's not doing it. Because I tell you all the time, I am not trying to be nobody's role model. I ain't trying to be nobody's example. I'm just stuck, and I'm trying to get out of my situations and circumstances. Now, God uses me for that instance. That's that's his agenda. <laughs> I'll see it. I understand it. I don't mock it. I'm and I'm not saying that in a mocking kind of way, but I'm saying it. You know, uh, he has began to show me that, so I don't get so much upset about things as I used to. But being consistent, diligent, doing it because you need to, not doing it just because you read it. But again, these are things God has to grow you into, and it will not only affect your life; it will affect those around you just because they see you doing it. Because somebody always says, and I forget who it is, what they say, but your children will react more to what you do in front of them than what you tell them. Amen. And that's the Right. And that's why I was saying that, um, you know, that's why it's so important to know to know who you are in this thing because of what you just said, Sam. Because of, of, of you know, people are going to be watching, your children, you know, are going to be watching you. You know, and then, of course, who you are dictates how you, you know, the things that you do and how you carry yourself and how you proceed. Oh my God! I had heard your voices for so long. It's not only to, to remember who you are, you have to realize whose you are. Because it's very important to know who you gonna claim and hold fast to. Because if you just go and say, "Well, I know I'm a child of God," okay? If you know you're a child of God, you got to know that He's gonna provide for you, even though all this turmoil is going on in this land and country right now. Like you say, some people trust the government. Some trust the principalities and their riches and stuff. But those of us who are struggling, we know that God is our provider. We know that he's our protector. He's our shield. He's our buckler. He holds up the battle on our our behalf. There's a reason why it's so important that when we pray, we got to believe that what we ask for in Jesus' name, that we're going to receive it. Otherwise, you just sit just tickling brass and signs of symbols is making a loud noise that don't sound good to nothing, nobody but you. And I'm done. Hi, Brother Richardson. How you doing? I'm all right. You know what? I felt kind of like... I felt like I've been ostracized, I've been kicked out, I've been thrown to the wolves and stuff because I've been on this call four days this week. And nobody... Nobody I just heard somebody say you said hello. That was it. And you will go back and speak after you let the sermon go. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. 
Yeah, almost afternoon. I haven't heard y'all voices for so long. I was trying to distinguish when 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 Felicia was speaking. I'm like, who was that? Then I heard Lisa come in. Then I I guess that was Lisa. And I'm like, who was that? I had heard y'all voices for so long. I feel like I've been y'all. That Donald Trump got me. <laughs> we love well, it. We, you forever in our hearts, Mr. Richardson. We will never forget you. Never. Uh, I miss the prayer call so much, y'all don't even know. It's, it, it's, it just, it just, I don't know, the school year, they, the monsters, they don't want to let me get on the call. Oh, okay, okay. They just let you know how, how, how things change in the moment of a tree club. The eye. Last year, year before that, I can get on the call and practically stay all day long. Now they eat you to come back. They say, you can't fight. You can't fight. Get out of my face. Oh, my God. But then when election day came, the little girl ran up to him, Mr. Richardson, I'm so scared. What if Donald Trump gets to be the president? What's going to happen to us? I said, well, this ought to be the first day that you come to school. If you never learned anything out of out of the eight, nine years you've been in school, you need to try to make this the day that you start learning something so you can know how to prepare yourself for this world that's about to come. You know, so, and you know, this is just wicked times. And you know, and, and 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 I don't know if you all have seen it. I hadn't actually seen it, but the secretary said to me, Mr. Richardson, that you showed on the TV back in 2000 when the Simpsons were on, how they did a a skit and said that in some year Donald Trump gonna end up becoming president, and they showed the map of all the wow. states that was gonna support him. And uh, and when they looked at the map and they compared it on the TV from the Simpsons to actually the election thing, when they got to get the roll call, every state that was shown on the Simpsons, he won them. Wow. So just to let you know that this is nothing but government is so wicked that they have already planned this thing. Yep. And they knew exactly what was going to happen. So now it's time if, if those of us are people who are faith. We got to exercise our faith in Jesus Christ, and we got to walk by his word, his precepts, and know that he has protected us. He will protect us because that's just something that's going on. I don't know, but it's it's a trip. And this just happened yesterday when she showed me this. I'm like, oh, oh my yeah, goodness. they showed they, they that show the night of the election. But oh, well, I didn't pay attention to it. Okay. Also did a reference to 9-11 and 11-9. So and we, I, got, I, we just got... Go check, on, check this out. Just listen to what you all are saying. Listen to what we're reading. Recognizing influence level of Mount... Yep. Going to the Illuminati, going to these these people that are worshiping Satan straight out. We already again see. Do you see all of this? Do you see how mm-hmm. it comes mm-hmm. Okay, so now these fears of influence, uh, the the Simpsons. They already said the Simpsons was crazy. I mean, when they first came out, you know how how perverted they were, whatever. How many people's lives that it touches, and it's promoting agenda. Understand how we work. How we receive knowledge subconsciously, consciously, 
video game. See, I'm just I'm putting all this out because of you. Uh, yeah. Begin to see this. This is no like you said, it's not happenstance. This is planned. Now then, line mm-hmm. that up. Going back to Donald Trump, where mm-hmm. you think he's to? Mm-hmm. Okay, this mm-hmm. is the stuff that we got to really, really begin to open up our eyes and see, and only the Holy Spirit can reveal. I'm sitting here listening, and this is not the first time that I'm beginning to click. So we, they've been talking about him from back then. Wow. March, March 19th, 2000. It's okay, so, it's, so, it's, exactly. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, I hate to interrupt you, Sam, but I was afraid to say the Illuminati because I didn't know how you all would take that. So when you said that, I was like, "Thank you, Lord." He he you you he wouldn't allow me to say it, but he, you you were able to say it. And it's just the thing is, we got to realize that this government is so wicked. They have all of the plan what they were going to do from the beginning, and I'm not even upset about it. Because I know who I am as well as who I believe in. So I know he's my provider, he's my tech protector, he's my healer, he's my everything. And that's what we all got to do at this point. You know, I'm of the opinion, and you all may not agree with me, but the Lord allows things to happen. Just like when Satan came back and tried to tell so me, he asked me, so where you been? I've been going back and forth to earth to seek, seek whom I can devour. The Lord said, have you considered my servant Job and told him not to touch him? You can touch him, but you can't touch him. The Lord allowed that to happen so he can bring his people back into his fold. I guess I'm just, that's just my opinion. Because if you read all these Proverbs, it says that the throne and even kingdoms in the king's thrones is established in, in righteousness. The, the, the devil know, has taken over. But you know, there's something that's funny, you know, too. Now, Hitler had said he wanted to make a pure race of blonde hair and blue eyes. Trump is blonde hair, blue eyes. But when he came on the scene, they started putting that information on him. So he knew them. But see, for the people who choose to follow him, whatever he tries to do, they think that it's just going to mess with the minority. It's going to mess up everybody who doesn't have a certain taste for it. And as far as the government, people think that government sold this out a long time ago. Well, we used to can put trust in the FDA. We can't. They tell us one thing, now the truth is something totally different. Mm. So we got to we, we, we got we got to claim our righteous place, and it's not of this world. And so. Like in Europe, Europe is on the verge of bankruptcy. So they got to hurry up and try to get this one government order in order to do for what they're doing to do.
Hello? 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 Yeah, we're here. We're here. We're here. Oh, oh, okay. I couldn't. Um, yeah, it's just sometimes, you know what? I think sometimes Christians walk. There's a lot. We Well, um, I'm going to be quiet. There's a reason why we keep getting our behind kicked. There's several reasons. And why the world does not take us seriously. And sometimes we, you know, I think that we get confused. And I've said this before. Sometimes we get confused about one of which is who Jesus really was. Because we keep saying that we follow him. But we don't really even understand who he was and what he did when he was here. We get caught up in certain aspects, you know, oh, you know, he's meek and mild and all this stuff. Yeah, but he was a warrior too. Look what he did, people. You know, I say all the time, read, like really read, read, read. Don't trust what somebody else says. Read for yourself. And, and see, you know. And, we have to and read sure and pray for understanding. And pray for under Right. Right. Exactly. That's what exactly. we miss the We don't pray. We read, but we don't pray for understanding. We don't pray for the Lord to um, show us how, Lord, how does this apply to me? How am I to, impl- uh, to uh, institute faith in the middle of these, from what I'm, and understanding from what I, and wisdom from, and get wisdom from what I'm reading? It's a difference mm-hmm. between just reading and pronouncing words, but if you understand what you've read, you ain't did a doggone thing. And you have to you have to read it with an earnest desire to understand. So exactly. You know, even if what you read is different from what you thought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes people are just kind of stuck in their perception of things, but we have to read um, with an earnest desire to really and truly um, accept what we read, even if it's different from what we thought it, you know, what we thought it was. But then we also got to be mindful, because see, now we're dealing with the Antichrist even more. So are you following Christ or are you following Antichrist? It's just that I don't think it's so much you're dealing with him more because he's always been there. It's right. just you got to. It's just that he has shown his face. He has really risen up his ugly head and shown you who he is, and the mindset of, of, of this and the power that he has. How he can take over the mindset of individuals here on this earth. Right. Right. I mean, because um, he's been doing this for, who for forever. And a lot of things that claim it came in the form of a Christian, it wasn't coming in the form of a Christian. It was coming in the form of an Antichrist. Lord, have mercy. Well, you know, I hate to say it. Well, no, I don't hate to say it. 
But I'm of opinion, and I believe that the Lord is not going to allow him to take that office. And if he does allow him to take that office, he's not going to stay there. Oh, who got a whole lot of court dates ahead of him? You know, because, like, my thing is, if you all say, say not just say you all, I'm talking about the people and authority. You bringing up all these other charges against this one candidate to keep her out of the office. But you allow so much of the other that this, uh, that this person here who has who is, has been elected president-elect to assume the office. Right. This man got more lawsuits than, he the, than the United States government. How can Wait you expect him to lead? Wait a minute. Now, Bill Cosby got accused of some stuff. And they started taking, he started peeling stuff away from him. Here, this man, he's got a whole heck of a lot on him than what Cosby got on him. And they ain't trying to take nothing away from this man. Well, you know, the first thing that we have to remember is that we ain't got no business getting involved in none of this stuff anyway because none of these people, none of these folks, no no president is in office, you know, for the people. Anyway, it's all about the money. Right. It's the one percent of True. the people who have the money. That's that's really just all it is. There's, there's nobody right. that, you see what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter uh-huh. Hillary Hillary and Trump are are two peas and they're probably kicking it right now in Tahiti somewhere. It's all it's all about the money. They all support each other. If you don't have money and you're not white or Jewish, it doesn't matter. None of this none of this matters. And the sad none part about it, it's sad part about it, you have elected to put someone in office who already is a billionaire, multi. And you're gonna take care of him for the rest of his life for free. That is correct. Right. That is correct. You go, you, you, you're forgetting about the least of these. But I'm so God. I'm so glad that my God says that the least of these are going to be in the front. And those who are so powerful, they're going to be in the back. Right. That's what he's going to do. So my thing, he who is um, least is going to be first. And those who will break them. So God is setting this thing up. So that's the reason why I'm praising God right now, even for His elect, His for for, for for even letting Him get in there, because His word is true. Now God for to show us exactly who He is and what He is to us. Sit back and wait on it. Wait on it. If you trust and believe in God, wait on it, because He's not gonna let us suffer. I'm just I'm, I'm just of uh, that opinion, and so I'm done with it. And I don't even like politics, no way. Yep. I don't even get. I don't even have cable. I don't even know what was going on. I don't even know if I knew the freaking election was happening on that night. You know, and I, I'm like Nick Saban, the the, pres, the 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 football coach here. He didn't vote. They asked him well on the news. He said, "Oh, that, oh it was election day." He said, "I don't really realize that." Mm-hmm. He said, "Cause my thing is, if I tell you who I went for, you won't like me." Hmm. He said, so therefore, I just sustained and I stayed at home. Right. Especially since it doesn't matter anyway. Right. But they already just said, I don't vote. I haven't voted. I voted for Obama just, you know, off DP, I guess. But he didn't do nothing for black people anyway. So um, I, don't, I don't typically vote. I haven't voted before that. In years, and I'm not gonna vote again because what difference does it make? It doesn't matter. It's all you know, my thing know. is, 
A lot of people said that he didn't do nothing for black people. He tried, but you got to realize, even that, though that person was in that position, he had too much opposition pulling against him because he was black. And everything mm. that he has done, you already see that they're trying to go back and undo it and hoping it be done the 1st of January, in the middle of January. They, they knew their agenda. They knew what they were going to do. So therefore, I need y'all to stop focusing on what you see and go back to the scripture that says we fight not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. It had nothing to do with Obama. It had nothing to do with Trump. It had nothing to do with Bush. Look at the principalities. We're reading the book, y'all. Spirit, soul, and body. Right. The spirits of the ages have increased because the church has been out of position for ages. <laughs> we were not on our mark. We were not where we're so we were supposed to be. That is the only reason why it has gotten this far. Wow. While we were sleeping, trying to get money, trying to make mega churches, trying to figure out how many denominations mm-hmm. to create, the enemy mm-hmm. came in like a flood when the standard was not being made or kept because the church was not willing to be where they were supposed to be, in position under God. They were mm-hmm. like leaders trying to make themselves their own God. The people they were leading, not knowing who to follow, being tossed to and from with all these different doctrines when there's only one. So, I mean, we are not supposed to be on the level that the world is on at all. Go above that. Go deeper. It's not. It's not. It's not about the policies. Look at how it was done. Everything has always been strategic. Don't look at who 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 the face is, because basically the president and all these other people are just the faces. Look at the spirit behind it, and then then that's what we're fighting. We're not fighting anything else. But when you look at the face of it, the face is either black or white. What's the biggest way to divide a nation that started out with division based on black and white? To take it back to where we just came from is to put our eyes back on that. Every killing, every agenda has been to make you look at black and white, and it's not black and white. And I'm going back on you. Everything is about, that's why I keep saying, you know, we have to just be willing to accept truth and be willing to accept things the way that they are and not be like turtles and put our heads back inside the shell. And you're absolutely right, Felicia. This is all about money. This is about money and power, money and power. That's all the world cares about. It was like that back in the day. It's amazing how from the Bible we say that we pattern ourselves after this book we're supposed to, but we don't even look at it in its you know, kind of in its context, in its entirety. Nothing's different. People aren't changed. People have been people since the beginning of time. It was about money and power then. That's what the Roman Empire was all about. 
that's what all that stuff was with the, the Jews. It's the same, because the same Jews still run everything now. It's no different. Exactly. exactly. It's no different. Everything Jews, because, you know, you got the fake Jews, and then like the Ashkenazi Jews, and then you have the, the real, so-called real Jews. They still, it's no different. And we have to really begin to see things for who, or excuse me, for what they are in reality before we can really begin to, to do what we need to do to combat it. it. You're right, it has nothing to do with race. Who gives a snot? They don't care about race. They don't care about none of that. It's about money, and it's about power. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Furthermore, it's, it, and it is, it, it, there's a racial issue, or there's a racial piece also in this sense. We got to understand that one of the reasons why Caucasians and Jews are in power is because they are, by and large, not all of them, but by and large, they are an amoral people. Meaning, black folks, one of the reasons why we, why us, the Native Americans, why we've been slaughtered all over the world and we continue to be is because we are really in tune with God, really in tune with our spirituality, we care about the earth, we take care of the earth, we care about family, community. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can come, no matter what color you are, you can come to us and be like, you know, uh, my family's sick. Or, and you could have just killed 25 of us, and we'll be like, okay. And then the, the shaman or the village, you know, elder, whoever would go and help your family. That's just what we do. You you come as you know you come as a stranger in our land. We're going to invite you in. We're going to feed you. That's what we do. But but the others are not like that. Look, we got to come out of all this emotionalism and look at facts. Look at what has happened. Look at at the blueprint. That is the way that it's that it's been. And so I'm just saying all that to say that you know we we, we got to begin to look at the reality you know of what's going on. And that's when I said. I don't know if today is Friday. I don't know. It might have been this week or last week. You know, I was saying that you know, if if we're gonna if we're gonna be Christians and we're gonna do this thing, there's a lot of deep things that we have to understand about that, and we have to just be firm in in whoever we are and whatever we are. Because once you say that you are this thing, that's that's the measure by which you're gonna be tested by the enemy. You know, in, in addition to that, we have to realize that we are our brother's keeper. I got to be concerned mm. about what mm. happens to you. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's the first lesson that was taught with the first murder that came on that I can remember with Cain and Abel. He said, mm. am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. Mm. I got to be concerned about you. Mm. And the one thing that all those people who you just named, named the Jews and the uh, whomever else and the da 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 and all the other race of people, they have a united front. They have a mm. united front, and they think that they are superior. I'm not saying black superior, white superior, whomever. But the thing is, we got to look beyond the color. Because God created the color of the individual and everything, and we have to be concerned about that same brother. Where who, if he don't, he's a tad shade, shade lighter than I am. And Sam, close your mouth, because <laughs> um, I know you were going to say um, 
that's not hard to do. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, but um we um got to be concerned about our neighbors, our brothers, our sisters, the ones that's not born by the same parents that we are and the care and concern that they have. White people have always been united. I don't care whether they're poor or whether they're wealthy or whether they're rich. Whatever socioeconomic status they are, they are all united. And the sad part about it, we as our people of color, we are not united. We do not want to build up our brothers and sisters, those of you who own businesses and establishments and rental properties and things of that nature. I'm not saying we won't support you. We will go and support the other because we feel like they're superior and they're right. But if we join together as Christians, brothers and sisters, whether you be white, black, Hispanic, Jew, or whatever uh, nationality you are, if we are unite in the Christian front and go out and try to save souls, we'll be changing a whole multitude across this land, this country, even the world. So, and, and, and forget about those in higher power. We're about the least of these. Because it's the least of these is who Jesus show up to. Even if you stand on the street corner drunk and you ask me for a dollar, and I feel like you're going to go buy some drugs, but it ain't my business about what you're going to do. So you ask for as I got it and give it to you. Hey, I'm not concerned about what you do with it. All I know is I've done my part. If you don't have a pair of shoes and I got an extra pair of shoes, they may not be brand new, but they're wearable. You know, I was just telling my mom this morning, she was in there making pancakes and some sausage for breakfast. Well, shouldn't say brunch because it's really too late to call it breakfast. But anyway, and she said, where you get all this stuff from? I said, well, my they gave it to our kids. We always give our kids stuff for holidays and they're going out for a little, little break or what have you. She said, and they didn't want it? I said, no, mom, they didn't want it. And she said, why didn't they want it? I said, I don't know. And the sad part, all of them basically own food stamps. So all that they did, well, guess who got it? I did. <laughs> Mr. Wilson, you want mm-hmm. this? Yeah, I take it home. Now, mm-hmm. see, this may provide a meal for somebody who who wants it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we get beside ourselves and think we finally arrived in all actuality. The only thing you did was arrive in, in the full house a little bit more, deeper. You know, so we, we got to be concerned about other, other things other than, like Felicia just said, the government. What about saving the souls? Directing somebody through these trying times when they're going to need them more and more now than they ever need them before. So that's just it. I, I don't care whoever gets assumed the the seat or whatever. God's will is gonna be done for those who believe in Him. And I'm going back on mute. This is definitely the time to show who you will. And it's just the beginning, because the thing is that we're gonna have to, you're gonna have to show whose side you're on. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, because there is a there is a line of demarcation that's going on, and uh, <laughs> if you if you guys, you better start showing it. Don't deny him now. Don't deny him now. And I think that sometimes we forget, and I expect there are people who hate Christians for real because I went to school with them. No joke. They can't stand because they think we're all hypocrites. They think we're all hypocrites. So they really literally can't stand Christians. And uh, it's, it's, it's about to pop off, Felicia, like you said. It's going to pop off. This is the thing that, that, that you know, people talk about, though. You know, in my cousin just moved here from New York. I look like the almighty thing to the south now. And one particular cousin now, she don't have her mom and kid, her mom in church, her stepfather in church, everybody in the church. She stayed with another cousin of mine. She says, well, Equine, we, we church in my house. We church in my house. We're going to church in the house. I'm going to church. Go to church. I have time to go to church where people are going to be down, jumping up and down and shouting out here. I'll take all that. Like, come on, just make that same Take that and some more. And you just now here, you just doing whatever. But you want somebody to give you a thousand dollars every month to help you and your children. But you don't want to, to you don't even want to acknowledge God as being God. And when there's somebody asks you about God, you get so offensive when you just cut their heads off. So you say you need somebody who actually hated Christians. Yes. This is an individual who this is an individual in your household and you're you you're a Christian, you're God serving family. And you don't even you don't you don't want them to even mention God's name in their house. First of all, you can get up and pack your stuff and get on up out of here, God. This is what me and my house do. Uh oh. No, you cannot come over here and stay. My father is a oh. and we we got singing and praising and praying going on here all day long. You might he might be in there preparing a sermon or or just praising God for himself, and we all be sleeping. That's like praying there from his car. His mom and dad may be sleeping, what have you. And they we just go on. We we hey, this is what has gone on ever since I know it from me being a child. Mm. So no, you're. I hate to say you're not welcome into my household, but if you coming in here with that antichrist spirit, no, you're not welcome to even come in here. Mm. Uh oh. And I hate to be that way because you never know who you're turning away. But you're not going to turn my heart against God. Mm. And I hate that for you and your child. And so I'm talking about she got her children so secluded. Where well, they all sleep in one room, her and her three boys, her oldest boy was about 21, one in 11th grade, one in 8th or 9th grade, and her. 
they don't come out of the room until it's time to use the bathroom, get a plate, take the plate back in the room, lock up in the room, and they stay there together. That is so unhealthy for any boys of that age. They don't oh, even deal with God. the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Nothing good is going to come from that. That's kind of that scares me actually. And you all talking about people who you know. I'm talking about people who are my family. I ain't talking about nobody else but my family. Hmm. Wow. And why did she, so why this, is that happening? Because of the simple fact, well, you know, if you weren't raised in church as a child, it's kind of hard oh. for you to to be adjusted to it. But now that your mom has come into to, 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 to Christ, and mom have always been in it, she just didn't go to church because she was living in Newark and she worked in the bars and stuff like that and what have okay. you. And, and, but the thing is, when you neglect and don't show your child, like Sam said, Morgan, when Morgan came to him, she saw him doing these things. That was a pattern. There was a pattern. There was a cycle. There was a repeated pattern, repeated pattern. And she soon caught on. She adapted to that pattern. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show your children from a youth, with the words that train up a child when he is young, when he get old, he would not stray from it. If you don't, that is so true. If you don't train your child up to believe in God or to pray to God or to know God, don't even introduce him or talk to him about God, you you go end up with this type of situation on your hand. So it's about we worry about government. We got to be worried about saving souls. You like that? Yeah. Okay, because you know my phone. Yeah, yeah. And you know these but this is happening, people. This is happening. This is happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Satan is going back seeking whom he could devour, and he's devouring our very own bloodline. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. Crazy. This is definitely, like you said, it is happening. It is happening. It's just stuff is real. Stuff is real, but at the same time, it's nothing new. You know, it's I, that's what I keep saying. This is not new. This is business as usual. It's just that we, we, you know, the shock, <laughs> because, you know, um, we, we, we just are used to people who have political backgrounds and political histories to become involved in, you know, being a president and all that stuff. I'm sure people never thought that somebody who is just a, you know, a billionaire, could, but, they, but you got to remember, of course, because that's all the Bushes were. They, yeah, they got into politics. Here and then, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Excuse my French, but they're billionaires. They drug the Clintons are the biggest crack dealers in the world, and that's what kills me about folks getting called Hillary, Hillary, 
Hillary is the same person who signed the crime bill. They signed the crime bill back in, and she's the same one who called our baby super predators, locked them up. It don't matter. We don't care how they got that way. Lock their butts up. They crazy. They super predators. Well, you know where because, the Clinton came from, don't you? I'm sorry, what? I said, you know what type of family Clinton came from, don't you? Mm. Clinton, last name is from his his stepfather adopting him. His mother was oh, okay. an angel of mercy. His sister was a bank robber. And his brother was a drug drug addict and um drug dealer. And a drug dealer. Yeah, he said the last yeah. thing he did when he was in office. The last thing he did when he was in office was pardon his brother, got his brother out of prison. Right. But but he sent all our babies to prison. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's business as usual. I don't know. Yeah. It's just time for <laughs> But all of that, you know, be that as it may, we just have to do what we are supposed to do. And if we do what we are supposed to do, and things will take care of themselves because we really don't have time to be concerned about all this other mess because it's gonna that other foolishness is gonna happen. Oh yeah, especially when you get these people that think they're privileged now, they're gonna look down on the other minorities. Uh, somebody put up a post with this saying, uh, "Trump is saying, okay." Are you black? Say goodbye to the section eight in terms of uh, welfare. But here's all the thing: if you know what they're all there, then it is the minority. Mm-hmm. So when they mm-hmm. go through cutting heads, they ain't looking at color. Right. They are not looking at color. They're looking at you. Don't make enough money, you all in. This is you too. That's correct. But see, they're going to turn around and go say, well, it's the minority's fault. No, it's not. The person who's paying you, it's their fault. Okay. But think about it. You go to work. You produce a certain a dollar amount per hour. Okay, and then they give you just anywhere from 2 to 5% of that paper which you brought in for this. So they're making money off of you, and you're just taking in the pennies that they give you. Okay, um... Now I'm going to take it even deeper. The word of God says there's nothing new under the sun. Now, when you look at it like that, and you go back to the Bible studies that we have we're on, everything, we, even this nation did not start off as a welfare nation. This nation did start off as a tax nation. It is starting to get a little interesting. 
But everything that I've just named has slowly been putting us back into slavery. So no one has been free. And so when you think about it on that level, everybody has been walking in a different sort of bondage. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, but also look at it the way God wants us to see it. Those who are willing to study it, he's he's showing us, even as we go through the Bible study, even as we go through our prayer time and and the books that God has led them to, it's all about us getting back to the root of the matter. It's, It's nothing we as people can do. Because those spirits are already here. The spirit of bondage and slavery is already here on some point. We may have been slaves and bodies like 400 years ago, but even before then, we became slaves to money, slaves to power, and those in power. It's a cycle that happens over and over. The only thing that changes is the technology and the way the bondage and slavery is incorporated. But now you have insurance, you have taxes, you have uh, health care, you have all these different things that if you don't have it, there's an issue. But the thing is, when they, when they turned around and you look at um, Israel, those who were set apart by God, we sold you everything. We don't have nothing left but our bodies. And so we need to sell our bodies to you, and we will work for you just to have what we need. Again, we need to go deeper than, than what we're seeing. And God is letting us see that as we go through everything that we're reading and talking about on a daily basis. Now we need to go back, and the book that Sam has now, we need to go back and look at these mountains and see how he wants us to take them back. It's not going to be the way the world wants it done. But it's going to be the way God wants it done. And it's not about choosing a leader. He's the leader. He never wanted He never wanted us to have a president. He never wanted us to have justice. He wanted us to follow him and follow him alone. But the people cried out and said, we want somebody over us. Not you, but we want somebody who can see over.
Hello? Hello? I'm here, sir. I'm here. I just got to figure out what that, what that noise is in the background. I can't. It's killing me. I know. You hear that? I know. It sounds like the Langoliers movie from uh, <laughs> Stephen King. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No Somebody, please put your phone on mute. Everybody put your phone on mute. If you're not speaking, please. Thank you, Jesus. That is a God. Thank y'all. Okay. I'm telling you, I thought I was going to need to buy a hearing aid. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was my phone. I didn't know everybody could hear that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was I was kinda of trying to ignore it, but it got a little hard to ignore it after a while, Jesus. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I you know, it's yeah. it's because, you know, actually what's funny is how everybody in those call is connected and how we can all affect the mountains that Santa is reading about, you know. And remember, like we had said before, it starts with the education piece. It starts with education. And, you know, and and learning about who we are is, is, is key. Learning about who we are is key. And everything else is all in line. Right. I'm going back with me because that sound is, is irksome. Anybody? Is our moderator still here? Me? No, I'm not the moderator. Yeah, you are. I was. No, we were just having a discussion. We were just having a discussion. I I just was saying that the first is that until we know who who we are. It's all of this other stuff is moot because you, if you don't know who you are and what your purpose is, you ain't gonna know what to do anyway. Your actions won't be, you know, they won't be, they won't be. Your steps aren't ordered. That's all I was saying. I wasn't. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to take over anything. I hope it didn't seem like that. I didn't say that. That's Wednesdays. I missed that boat. No, no, no. I'm talking about your your business that you're supposed to be running. Where are your kids at? It's Veterans Day, sir. 
Oh. So you get two Fridays off in a row, then, is what you're trying to say. Yes, 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 absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Hmm. Hey, I am. Sam Renee calling you. Renee, won't you, Sam? What? I said Renee, won't you? I'm listening. Okay, can you put up a prayer for Christmas? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to have you for a second, but yeah. You ready? Okay, because she got to come home, and she ain't got no way home. You said what? I said, put up a prayer for Christy. They tell her how they're sending her home, but she has no way home. Okay. All uh. Okay, 
Can you hear me, Arthur? Yes. Okay, you're in a unique position. Um, You don't quite see all of it right now. Just, and I'm even in unique, I'm saying in a dual, like a dual position. Um, Just be more patient and walk in more discernment than you normally would. Um, you know, especially like today we're reading about civil and spiritual authority. You know, sometimes you walk in a civil authority, sometimes you walk in a spiritual authority. And even like he was, we're reading about before, like there are a lot of apostles, but because of the way that God has them, most people don't know or recognize them, and God is, allows that to happen so that they can be uniquely positioned to stand in the seed and move in accordance with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of like where God has put you into certain people's lives where you will be able to influence, to speak life, and to help them see and hear from God in ways that they might not do it on their own. So you just just be walking that. Now, the thing is, you need to recognize it. You need to understand it. Don't get upset if they don't. 
and it's, it actually is even a little bit more beneficial because that way you can just do what needs to be done, like behind the scenes. So you keep your discernment up. You do what God calls you to do. And see, now, even on that note, that means don't feel like you're wasting time if God has you to just to say, say a word to this person or to do this to that person. It is very important. It's not happenstance. It is very important and very needed. And you might not understand it at the time, but it's going to bear much fruit. See, you know God's voice, and you know the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Again, everybody ain't trained like that. You're like a secret agent. You can go in and do things because of, of, of how God has moved and influenced in your life. And I'm going to say this, especially in areas of your past, you'll be able to give them life because a lot of them are walking in bondage and confusion. But you know, my man of God, you know, and you know how to walk to that path of freedom whereas others are confused. So you stand firm in what God is telling you and revealing to you. Don't back down. Do not back down. Do not be afraid. Even if it looks or seems like they're not receiving, you still be obedient. Because remember, you're planting seeds. These seeds will bear fruit at some point in the journey, but if the seeds are never planted, then there's nothing that can manifest. So just be patient and quiet and let God be God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hmm. I received that. You know, you prayed for me, what, about two weeks ago, and you told me um, something about my hand. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I was late going to work and you know I started employing and praying to God about that and in a particular situation bust out of my class well it didn't happen in my classroom but it happened that day and there was this Hispanic boy that came and hit another guy hit him so hard above his eye the point, he just tore the skin away from around his eyes, and the boy was so angry. And I, when I finally got to him, I, you know, I prayed and I, and I, I, I implored that 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 power that the Lord has given to me, uh, that you had that that He told you to tell me to do. And I asked him, I said, Why is it that you did did this to this young man? Because I just don't like him. He irks me. He, I told him to go into the classroom. He would not. I'm like, do you have that authority to do that? No, I don't have that authority. I told him to go into your room. He wouldn't go. I'm like, so you just hit him. And then he said, oh, Mr. Richardson, I just see my errors on my way. I'm so sorry. Because like it started a big hoo-ha-ha between the blacks and the Hispanics. And I just prayed. And 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 it looked like the Lord just caused all that confusion to cease. And so I can see that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I wish that I got two of them if I knew he was angry before he hit the young man, but it would have saved somebody, mama, some 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 medical expenses and the boy a lot of pain and a lot of shame. But okay, I can receive that.
All right. You go on, Sam. Hello? Hello? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I just wonder if the call ended and we had to call back in or whatever. I don't know what's going on the last couple of days. It's just been keeping going, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> nah, it, re- it reset, so when you... Oh, you've been off and on all day. I forgot about that, yeah. Right, so you call back in, so you're good for about another hour. Okay. Just show you how long I've been out of touch. (laughs) Same on me. Okay. So who's next? You can pray for me next. All right. Hold on. All right, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Okay, how long should I go? How long should I go? Say, should I go? 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 Trust. Mm. <laughs> Trust in your heart, not in your head. Yield to that which God is showing you and talking to you about. Allow me to fill you up, says the Lord. Yield to me. Yield to what I want to do in your life. Walk in the fullness of who I am, not in who you are. If you will do these things, We'll see a tremendous difference. If you do these things, you'll see tremendous growth. But you must let me do it the way that I know it needs to be done. You don't know how it needs to be done. You speculate. You will never achieve it in your own self. You have no capacity to be able to do such. It is my job. It is my responsibility. I am the one that's in charge. You constantly try to figure this out on your own. It's not your job. You need to be obedient and let me direct your path. You waver. You're back and forth. That is not the way that I have designed this to work. You will allow me and yield. You will begin to flow in the capacity that I've called you to flow at. This is the path 
this is a way that I have ordained. Let me be God and you be my child. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, who's next? Uh, I have me, please. Mm-hmm. I'll be next. Okay. Yeah, of course, you have it. Okay, so that wavering part kind of struck you a little bit, huh? What the hell? Is this four for that? What are they doing? I don't know. I was praying for her. Um, I'm sorry. I had, I had, I was off the phone for a minute, so I didn't catch the whole prayer. But I do waver sometimes, yes. You know, I was talking to Lisa the other day, and again, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, there are particular reasons that God has grouped you all together. And as we're learning, these must be revealed through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And there's going to be a bonding and a strengthening as you walk to unveil. And unveil and um, what's that? Become naked before him and before each other. As you do this, you will strengthen, you will grow, you will increase. And it's like the more, mm, and TV said it so great this morning, it's not so much as how God's capacity is our hunger and our desire and our willingness to become naked, our willingness to become before him in a certain capacity, in a certain way that will allow him to come and enter in and make and see, that even ties into what I was saying about Pam. You know, see that wavering. You know, and we limit God in that way because once we turn ourselves off, once we, you know, we get into ourselves, we limit him, and he'll stop. Not because he can't, but then again, he can't because, see, that, then we're coming into our flesh nature and not walking in the spiritual arena. So you all have some work to do. You got some purging, some healing, some anointing, and it's going to push you all out of yourself. This is what I see. 
Lisa, you are the one that's spiritual more. Lisa's the one that's more, um, I want to say, far actually out there on the battlefield. Pam is definitely the one that's in the head. You know, a lot of times when we're on the line and I say we know our giftings are intermingle, y'all giftings need to intermingle. There's no reason that neither Lisa nor Pam need not be speaking in the spirit by the time you all get done doing what you need to do. So if you need to push them in that capacity, Felicia, you do that. Yeah, I'm pushing you because you have the capability. Lisa, she's going to push you and Pam to get out there and do what y'all should be doing. I'm I'm giving all of y'all a mandate right now. You need to be doing something beyond where you're at. We all need to come together, get before them, and seek him to give it whatever it is you need. It's just that simple. And then again, it's not, but yes, again, it is. He's bringing y'all together specific purposes. You need to go before him. So you just like Lisa was finding out, you gotta know what it is. But you gotta go before him and find out what this is. So that you can begin to accomplish it. Sitting back and standing on your Lord, it is not acceptable. It is not acceptable. Again, I prefer me to tell you this. What happens by the time he actually has to really put his foot up your behind, you are so far behind and you do nothing to catch up. He's trying to get you now before you get to that place. You have no option. So get the move. You ain't got time for procrastination. You ain't got you ain't got time for migraine. Excuse me, you ain't got time for menstrual cramp. You better take authority over all of that crap. Let life dictate to you what the hell it's going to do to you. Get up off your shakaragada and move. Who are you? Don't let life tell you how your day is going to be. You get up and you dictate what you're going to do. Are you are not a child of the king? Walk like it. Amen. Yeah, y'all ain't going to talk to me no more. I'm tell you right there. There ain't nobody else there, I'm sure. Okay. I needed that. Thank you. No problem. Look, as bad as it might feel, my foot is so much more nicer than his, baby girl. Please believe me on that one, okay? (laughs) Believe me on that one because, yeah. Uh, and I'm telling you from experience. Pretty sure don't nobody else want prayer right now. Actually, I do. You know that's why don't fear me. Oh, you have it in the background, huh? I ain't hiding, Daddy. I'm just being quiet. I'm doing my homework. Thanks. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. I'm glad you haven't uh, provoked a riot down there. Hmm? 
So I'm glad you have not provoked a riot down there. No, my taser didn't come in the mail yet. Your who? My taser didn't come in the mail yet. Oh, God, my child. <laughs> mm, my seat. <laughs> and the silly thing is, she's serious. Um, what you think I don't know? <laughs> Again, like I said, my seat. But other than that, I'm probably not going to start a riot because I'm too busy trying to get my life together. That doesn't involve their beliefs or racism or whatever they want to call it. Well, that's the beautiful thing. Because really, until you come back here, it's either armed forces or handle. So, you know. Okay. Okay. Felicia, you want to pray for her? Uh. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Hi, Morgan. How are you? I'm fine. Trying to get your life together. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay. Father God, we come and we thank you for. All right. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay. I, I talked to your dad yesterday. Um, (laughs) And the thing is, um, part of what I talked to him about really affects you as well, because you're under the same, um, because it's, it's, because you're in his bloodline, and you're also in his spirit, you're his not only his blood daughter, you're his spiritual daughter. And so a lot of people don't have that that capacity. They don't have that, um, they're not able to say the same thing. But not only are you his, his blood daughter, you're his spiritual daughter. And so spirit-wise, you have been witnessing a lot of things with, you know, that your dad has gone through and the things that he's come prevailed against and everything. And you know how to fight. You know how to fight. And you know how not to get into bondage that you see coming because God has always revealed things to you. But because the enemy is so subtle, I speak that God helps discern the things that you like. Because here's the thing. The enemy doesn't know what you like or don't like. All he can do is keep coming at you and showing you choices and options until he hits the mark. 
So therefore, when you see what you like, you won't know if it's from God or if it's from the enemy. So, Father God, we come and we come that you will help. No, we come and we speak and increase in Morgan Frawley's discerning power so that it will also incorporate that which she desires so that when she what she desires, she will know if it's uh, if it's of you or of the enemy, so that she will not be consumed and she will not be tempted away. Lord, we come right now that you will increase in her as she learns more about herself. As she says, she's trying to get her life together. She wants to stay on task. She wants to, you know, be able to live life in spite of everything that she sees and what she knows is going on around her, both physically and spiritually. So, Lord, we pray that her eyes are opened and that she's aware of every aspect, not just negative, but positive, that she's aware that even the enemy can come in in the, in the disguise of positive. And so, Lord, just show her. Show her the choice that you will want her to make. Let her be able to even hear you distinctly with the desires that she has so that even man, no man or enemy, no devil, no nor spirit, no attack can come against her, even in those things that she desires that she feels would be a good fit for her. But you always know what's good and what will hinder and what will hurt. And so, Lord, just show her those things so that as she grows into being the woman of God that you want her to be, as she grows into being the woman that walks in but not of the world that she needs to be, that the two will understand that they are one in the body and that her spirit, soul, and body will align with your will and that your will will be done for her good. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hello? I don't know what happened. Where is everybody? I'm here. here.
They have forsaken us. He probably in the background juice and I forgot he put on um, mute. He probably forgot he put it on mute. Probably talking on the phone right now. Mm-hmm. How's it going down there at school morning? It's fine. You know, people acting crazy, but not that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same stuff, different year, right, Felicia? Yeah. Much. No, I'm talking about it's like. They were screaming, built the wall. And this girl oh, got wow. for trying to get a petition to impeach Trump. And apparently some frat house has a sign on their fence saying safe haven for Trump supporters. Yep. Yep. That's, yep. That's the times that we're in. Because really, it's the college campus, it's the it's the the college students that um, really kick off a revolution for real. It's on the college yeah. campus. You know what I'm saying? It really it really is all throughout history. You know, it's your generation. Yep. And unfortunately, because they never. Think for themselves anymore. They only go off. They only fed. They're feeding off what was fed to them instead of them actually looking at everything for themselves. And so it's it's, and they're acting. They're acting out because you know. I mean, unfortunately, also they they don't have the same discipline as when we were growing up. Their their parents let them act out and act crazy and cut loose, whereas we were taught control, you know. Well, so. that's not necessarily true because I was talking to my dad the other day and I was telling him, like, he would let me, like, do some stuff Mm-hmm. At the same time, he wouldn't let me do everything. So his way, that was his way of, like, letting me know what's out there, but not letting me do everything I want at the same time. And some students here I've talked to, their parents didn't let them do anything. So they're just out here acting buck wild in a fool, while people like me are just looking at them like, is not the time for that. I mean, that, but it come, it it goes back to it's still it's still the same thing because even if you are raised in the strictest household, that means you will, if you were never given a a chance to do anything, the first sign of release. I guess is the word I could think of at this point. The first sign of any release, no matter what it is, will have you acting buck wild. Like, I don't know what I'm, you know, I might not agree, but this is where I feel like I need to be because now I'm doing something that my parents wouldn't 
have wanted me to do. It's a form of rebellion. But because you have that, you have because the thing is, there is a happy medium, and that's what and that's the one thing that the world has gotten away from. Like your dad, like with your dad, he lets you get, he lets you experience some things, and some things he held you back from. The same way I deal with Makia, but you know when you listen to a lot of parents, other parents of, you know, of your generation, they thought their thinking was let you experience, either it was like let you experience everything or let you experience nothing. They never, they never gave you, they never put limits on it. Oh, I want them to experience everything. I don't want them to, I don't want to limit their learning, but there should be limits put on. Therefore, they know that there's limits out there. And so you can walk into that situation and be like, yeah, I'm upset about it, but I'm not going to act like that, you know. Same thing with Nakia. She'll say the same thing. I mean, I might be upset because we talked about it. She said, I'm upset, but this is crazy. You know, it's it's all in knowing that there are limits. And some kids don't know limits. Some kids don't, some had too many limits, and they're just like, woo, bust the window? Shoot. I want to know what that felt like. Let me go bust the window with you. Mm. And that's the scary part, because it's the ones that have never had limits that are the ones that are the loudest. And the most destructive, loudest, and the most destructive. So, what does that say about our um, president elect? <laughs> you know what? Like I told, I, I I usually don't talk politics. I I really don't because I I just see things differently, but. <clears throat> My first and my last comments on it. With Trump, it's the it's the devil that you do see that I have no problem with. There's a devil that you don't see. And she was a devil that you didn't see. Very articulate, very put together, very deceitful, very double standardish. You know where he's coming from, from the door. You know where he's coming from. You know what he's going to do and say because he's very routine. He's very loud. He's not as educated and polished in the way he presents himself, but what you see is what you get. So he may be that one that will say BS, the actual word in his in his speech until he gets a speechwriter. He may be that one that's very brass and very, but what you saw was somebody who gave you them their true selves and held nothing back. Now, all the stuff that he did 
before he became president, all that stuff. Everybody has done it. They just called him on it because he was so far, you know, he was more popular than they thought he was going to be. When he first did it, they thought it was cute. But then because they wanted to now flip it and show him in a negative light, now it was evil. And so it's just like you have to look at everything from not a microscope, but look at it for what it is. It's for distraction. It's for whatever. Will he do what he say he's going to do? I don't know. Can he do what he said he's going to do? I don't know. I understood some of the stuff that he was talking about, but the way he presented it, it was offensive because of the way he presented it. But if he had presented it in, uh, with the big words and the pomp and circumstance of, you know, the way, you know, Clinton and Obama speaks, it may have been received better, but he said it in the way that everybody who works blue collar and that kind of thing so that they could understand what he was talking about. Does he even have a degree? I don't know. I I mean, he might have bought it. He doesn't sound like he has a degree. But he he has that mother with, and that's the thing that's different between him and who he was running against. He knew who he was dealing with because he was there. Even though he was late, he was born with, quote, unquote, a silver spoon in his mouth, he still, his dad came from nothing. So we don't know what he was taught when he was growing up. But he sure knew how to get everybody's emotion. He sure knew what to say to get everybody to understand where he was coming from. He spoke what everybody has left unsaid for the past 8 to 10 to 15 years, 20 years. So it's like he's the voice of what everybody would wish to say but didn't say it. And that's my that's my take on it.
Hello, y'all. Cut off. Did it cut off? Wow. Mm-mm. I'm uh-huh. here. Y'all doing all right today? Yeah. Just simple conversation. You know, the Bible talks about how God used the foolish to confound the wise. You know. And so God can use a foolish person, you know, like he used Pharaoh. You know, all these different other peoples to show his power. Hello? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. Y'all got real quick. Rob, how are you? Doing good, you? Oh, good. I was looking for you the other day. Now, let me see if I can remember what I wanted to tell you. Um, Do you own your cab? Do I own what? Do you own your truck? You're the truck driver, right? No, this is not no, true. No, I, I drive for a company. You drive for a company? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so what made, you, what made you stop trying to buy your own cab? I never, I never wanted my own truck because I'm really trying to get out of it because it's, um, it's a real, it's like a real dirty game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's real, real dirty. Okay. Why you ask me that? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I just I just see you as being that uh, that one I just see it like uh, because here's the thing and maybe it's because of everything else that I'm anyway. There will come a time where people are going to need something outside of the system. And I just, you just, when I, you, you came to my mind when I was thinking about it, we were on the call the other day because you were talking about the seven mountains and, you know, economy and things like that. And, um, and you were on the call and I was like, wait a minute, yeah, cash. The truck, your truck driver. There's only certain things that ever stand out with me with certain people. 
And so, but your ministry is 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 in that vein where you, if you had your own cab, you can go where you want to go. You can pick the routes that you take, and be able to travel as God needs you to travel. If you had your own cab, so you would be that one because of the integrity that you have. You would have that. You would have the ministry that you've wanted. Because the thing is, you're not that stay in one place, speak behind a pulpit kind of minister. You like to be. A, you like to be in the highways and the byways kind of thing. And that being said, it's like the cab will give you that freedom because again, you can pick up the. You can pick up the um those uh jobs that you want to pick up to go where you wanted to go to go wherever God needed you to go you know without being set by somebody else's rule because you would be setting up your own rule and so that's what I was thinking but that was it that was all I'm that's that's all now, what was the last part you said? I said that was it. I mean, because it's, I, I was just, that's what I saw. Like, you were the one, you, you don't like to go behind. You don't want to be behind. Your ministry is out in the street. It's not in the church. And so, and then your thing is you, you you're, that having your own cat gives you that freedom to do that because working for a company you have to be to act from x to y in so many days but you having your own cab being your own driver your own employee you can pick up the jobs that you want going to the areas that you that god calls you to go and you're doing it on somebody else's dime basically because they're paying you to go where you do where you need to go, and you you know, and so basically, two things have two two birds with one stone is pretty much the same. Yes, ma'am. So that that's that's that was all I had. That was all I had. It you it showed a lot of street ministry to be done. It's like like sometimes you talk to people and. The fear of God is so low. Yes. People don't fear God no more. People will, people will do some of everything. You you just won't believe it. And just like just like Jesus, his ministry when he when he went to the church, you know they weren't even doing what they supposed to be doing. You know. People outside the lame and stuff outside, and they and they're in the church doing other things, not doing the assignment that that they're supposed to have been doing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that same thing that that was going on back then is going on now. You know, if if you want to be powerful, you 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 have to be disciplined, and there's some things that I'm working on because I know it's a lot of work that that I have to do to to get to that place that you're talking about. Um, 
dealing with people is something else. Um, you know, and God been showing me a lot. It's it's a great spirit of like ownership spirit. Like people, well, I've been here thirty eight years, and you ain't gonna come in here and tell me nothing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those type of things, those type of people, because they have more things than you, they think that they know more than you. And I'm like, like on my job, I'm like the second to the, you know, the youngest. And like a lot of them guys, they be like, oh, they young boys. But when it comes down to it, they be like, man, how how young boy get to know that? You know what I'm saying? Life will, yeah. life will teach you. You know what I'm saying? You you Like I read Proverbs, it's going to teach you about those people and all those different attitudes that you're going to be around. And it teach you how to get away from them. And when you're out in them streets and all these different spirit types of women and all this, it's, it's just... It's just rough, but you got to have God with you. Yep, he said he'll never leave nor forsake you. And so if he won't leave me, I got to find out a way not to leave him. Ain't that right? (laughs) Yep. So where are we at? More prayer requests or what? Yes, sir. You pray for me. Doing all right? <laughs> I'm doing all right, Rod. I thought, I thought Felicia just got finished praying for you. <laughs> oh, well, she just dropped the word of knowledge, so let me stand corrected, huh? <laughs> oh, shoot. <clears throat> All right, I pray for you, man of God. Hmm. Okay, my prayer is that you allow God to transform your thinking of who you are to the level of who He says you are. And I'm like I told Felicia, don't worry about being a leader. You just be the best follower that you can be. Because, see, I, 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 if I start telling, you know, that God's going to use you to start laying on hands, healing this and doing that and the other, 
you will run away back and say, no, that ain't me, God. So I'm not going to tell you all of that. I'm going to tell you, let God transform your thinking. Don't walk around in Egypt for another 40 years. You decide to come out and take your promised land. You can take it now if you will align yourself up, or better yet, let the Holy Spirit align you up, grow you up, prepare and equip you for what, he calling, what he's calling you to do. We're reading about now that it's okay for you to confess in your heart, not out of your mouth, that your enemies are bigger than you, that you can't do it. It's okay for you to feel overwhelmed, to be real about it. Again, not out of your mouth, but recognize it. After you go through that, then you begin to recognize how your God has brought you through. You recognize your relationship and your intimacy with God. And then you focus and draw upon that. And then from that point, he will equip you and expand you. He says in his word that it was in my distress that he enlarged me. So he's going to take you through the heart the turmoil, the trials, the tribulations. He's going to take you through, and all the while he's going to be increasing in you and revealing to you who you are in him. And then you will wake up and say, wow, I am doing this. But you will recognize it's not you who is doing it. It is you who has been used by God to perform these miracles. It is you who has been used by God to speak life over death, to cause cancers to shrink, to set the captives free. You will recognize that's the power of God flowing through you, mighty man of God. But, again, I won't say that you're going to do all that. I'm going to just say, God, transition and transform your mind into that who he's called you to be. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I'll blame you on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Like, that's like a Pam. Amen. <laughs> I just say amen. No, because, because one thing about it is that when you start taking – thinking about growth there's there's stretching that takes place mm-hmm. okay i have i have a my little daughter turned five years old yesterday okay, okay. and when i look when i look from when she was born to where she is right now some stretching has taken place mm-hmm. and so this 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 how god is doing our bones are going to grow mm-hmm. our skin is going to stretch with it you see what i'm saying Mm-hmm. And so the veins and all these different arteries and heart and all these things are growing with us. And so we we got to learn to see what's happening on the inside also. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of people are just growing on the outside. Mm. 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 You know, because like one one thing I said. Um, me and my wife, my wife and I was talking the other day, and I told her, I thought I was sitting in the truck. I had a lot of time to thinking. A lot of times we use we use a lot of energy getting mad at people, what people did, and we use our energies wrong. I said, don't get mad, get better. Don't let that negative energy take you backwards. Think about it, reposition your mind, and get better. That makes sense, brother.
You know, Ron, I, I, met, well, I mess with everybody a lot, but I just, I really want to tell you, man, I, I like your attitude. I mess with you, but you, you, you literally, how can I say, you literally don't back down and, 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 and you literally like, okay, I understand that there's going to be some struggle and I don't like it, but Lord, it's like I recognize that this is your will and I prefer to move toward it than from it. That's your overall attitude, and I, and I mean, I mean, because I know sometimes things get. And see, things are all honesty, not so much what I say on the line, but when you got to deal with the reality of what happens to you, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that you know, the real real life. That's why I say, you know, the word of God, yeah, but the application of the word. That's where the struggle is at, mm-hmm. and that's something that you confess, and I can just tell again by that you don't back down from it. You, you you deal with it as we all do. You don't like it, but you recognize that it's best and you prefer to deal with that than to run it to yourself. And I just really, I just want to commend you on your attitude and just say, keep pressing on, brother. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask you one more question, then I'm going I'm to leave it alone. Um, like, I'm, look, I'm looking into a leadership position. It's a lot. It's a lot of work, you know. But it's it's a lot of lazy people now. You know, people, <laughs> people don't want to work anymore. I'm I'm just being just flat out honest with you. Um, my my classmate used to laugh at me because I I used to get a weed eater and I get a clothes hanger and I hang my weed eater on my lawnmower and I go around cutting yards. And so they was laughing at me and stuff like that. But when the time came, my pocket was full of money as a mm-hmm. teenager. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm looking into a leadership um, program, and and I've just been praying to God because he had worked on my attitude a whole lot. It was a time where I'll cuss you out and wouldn't even think about it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll slap you and think about it no more. But God, he's he, he, like I told my daughter, he took my three girls, and he. That's why I couldn't have boys, because he had to, to, to work on my attitude. You can't, you can't treat a girl like you treat a boy. And I want, I'm, I'm asking God to, to, because we need some leaders now that can lead people the right way, man. Mm. And instead of looking, just looking at numbers. Mm. Look at the people attitude. Look at what they can they effectively do the job. Is this the person to do that job? Do I need to switch so and so out with so and so that the, that the job may be done effectively? You see what I'm saying? Mm. People don't look like that. They just throw you in a slot and think that you can do everything. <laughs> like. But what I'm saying is, what are some good leadership tips that you can give me and all of us on the line? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, interesting. <laughs> well, thank you for calling me a good leader. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what. Your example is Jesus. Now, we say that, you know, as we say that a lot, 
but I say it in this manner. When your example is Jesus, and first of all, you want to make sure that whatever path it is the path that he has placed you upon. So now that needs to be first and foremost. Now I'm getting past all that knowing the voice because I, I know you're there in those arenas. So now when you know this is the path that he has set you upon, then begin to prepare yourself. Prepare yourself naturally as well as spiritually, as well as physically, mentally. Whatever you need to do, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, then begin to prepare yourself. Now, when you recognize or when you come up against something which is telling you no, you go back to Jesus and say, um, is this really what you want me to do? Is I'm not supposed to. You go back to him because when you bump into something that is going to tell you no, and it is the path that Jesus has placed you on, then, okay, Holy Spirit, now if this is it, show me what needs to be done in order for this mountain to move this tree to dry up, which normally is going to be some transformations in you, recognizing that it's there and it's possible and don't back down, but you're going to probably have to undergo some changes before that situation or circumstance change. Mind what you say. Always try to strive in excellence. Always, even when it comes, to, it's going to take you more time. Even when, a, okay, I'm in construction. It's going to take me two more days, but I prefer for it to be done right. So you strive for excellence. You don't back down. Take more time for the diligence, the extra little things. Those things make a huge difference. And one of the biggest things is this, recognizing that, like, okay, you know, people will go to classes and stuff. So, you know, because I, I want this on my resume, I want that on my resume. You are the resume. Because eventually God's going to position you to be in your own business. So he's got things that he needs to impart inside of your life so that you can manage and control a business and run a business. So now when you begin to get that understanding and that mindset, you might be dealing with something which has nothing to do with that company, but it has something to do with your destiny. So now the Holy Spirit has to begin to reveal to you what it is and how you need to how you need to learn what you need to learn. To be very honest with you, when I was first started running, you know, my first big job when I first got on my own construction, I I I didn't call it flowing with the Holy Spirit, but I knew I had to learn how to make things flow in this construction arena. You know, you don't just do this, do that. God was telling me then how to. He was training me then how to begin to develop a flow. So, again, yeah, I was making two-by-fours and building walls, and God was saying, but I'm training you how to flow because you need to flow in the natural as well as the spiritual. So everything is normally a little bit deeper than what you think. So now when you begin to get that understanding, that takes your mind off that person who's pissing you off, this thing that didn't go right, or these other people are telling you that you're wrong and you need to do it another way. See, now that ties back into the lessons that we were teaching about knowing your purpose and your cause and walking accordingly. If God's trying to train you to be patient, then he's going to send some hellacious people in your life. So just begin to avail yourself, begin to become more sensitive, and begin to become, in, in this sense, your own man 
and I, I said in that sense, in other words, you got to, you know, quit letting people dictate you, tell you, and direct you. No. All this is processes. All this is processes. So, you know, do as much reading, learning, and preparation in the season. When, if God says, look, I want you to go downtown, then go to the book and get you some directions on going downtown. Learn before you actually do it. Put as much in you so that you got something to draw from. So that when it's time to fight, you got something inside of you to fight with. And be real. This is my last one. Be real. Don't live in fantasy land. See that see that's exactly what that verse said? That your foes mm-hmm. are don't live in fantasy land. Don't talk about you're gonna go out here and make a million dollars and you may ain't made two on your own. That's fantasy land. Be real. Be open to criticism. Be tell be open to somebody that man, you you screwed that up, and that's a nice way to say it. And don't get caught up in yourself. Be open to people when the negativity and criticism, because there might be a nugget in there for you. Being real, even when you recognize, man, I, I didn't, or I could be a better, or you know. So be real and be open, and you will learn a lot from that. So those are just some things that I've learned as I've walked this walk. Again, I you know thank you for calling me a good leader. I'm just a man trying to get my building together. All right, thank you, man. No problem. Uh, I'm going on mute. Y'all want anybody else on prayer or whatever? Let me know. I do. What? I do. Did Felicia pray for you? Huh? Did Felicia pray for you? I don't know. I'm just getting on the call. I thought that was Lord again. Well, how dare you? So what you said you're trying to slide on Erica, or what you trying to slide on, child? You know, I'll be home soon. Uh, you need to get here first. I said I'm gonna throw you in the kitchen with the ninety so I can start throwing stuff at you. Uh-uh. <laughs> you better leave my old people alone. I never heard I've never heard grandpa say he wanted to hear grandma before. I was like, Really? Really, Dad. I wasn't nothing I could say, but okay. Yeah. He purposely didn't tell me that too. Huh? He purposely didn't tell me that part too. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, 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 it is what it is. I mean, they probably sick of each other by now. No, I mean, you know, and like some of the text messages, you know, thankful that they're able to throw stuff. I'm thankful that that they're in a home to do it. So, I, you know, I just shake my head. They just, and I understand that there's other dynamics going on as well, and that's why I try to, not get caught up in it, but it's you know, yeah. It's the situation, honey. It's the situation. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Well, can see, you know, 
you know, it, yeah, it's the situation. Everybody involved hope that this is a phase, and it's more than a phase. So we're more than tired of each other and tired of the situation because there were hopes and desires that it would only be temporary. And it has lasted longer than they probably thought it would. So it's really just attempting to get adjusted to something new, something different that nobody likes. And it would be one thing if somebody liked it or one person liked it, but nobody likes it. Because this change is not good, beneficial to anyone at any time. But see, that's what, when you just talked about change, change involves growth, which causes right. things to be different, and people as a whole back away from it. Teenagers, adults, everybody, which is evident uh, the way we deal with things. Right. Right, right, right. But anyway, you want a prayer. So I guess I'll pray for your crew. Gotta get keys. Wayne in here. Hold on one second. Wayne, you did that. Okay, you ready, Erica? I am. All right. Uh, so I guess I'll start with your crew. Jakir, Rondro, Shiriko, Rombali, Rogosi, Shiriko, Rondro, Rogosi, Shiriko, 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 Rondro, Rogosi, Darka. Rambo, she goes, 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 she goes
Okay, um, got your children. Okay, who's next? Um, I need the other thing too. Uh, your job. Run the negotiation, the negotiation, the negotiation, the negotiation, your church that capacity, yet as increase is coming, you know, help her to open and avail herself, she does that what you want to do, she does that, continue to keep her entrenched in your word, Father God, so she can be used by you and rise up to where you desire to place her at. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so we got all that out the way. Now let's get to... Um. Okay, so cool. Okay, Maria Matha, Shindra Shirgo Sarandigo, Sishigo, 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 Derek Holman. Tony Soon. Soon. He will be anointed soon. And you will see the time and when it occurs, the distinct difference of who he is now and who he will become, especially as the Lord begins to reveal it to you. Continue 
to let God increase and move in the capacity and the way that God has ordained. Continue to flow with the anointing of Christ. Continue to avail yourself to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and watch as the transformation occurs. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Interesting. Let me give it all this crap. So we got now the fun part, Miss Barbara. Russia to go say she 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 to so we're just going to give God the praise and the glory. Hope that she receives the deliverance that is available to her so she can be healed, sealed. But, Father God, we still pray for that woman of God. Lord, you love her just as you love us. It is not a slight. It is not something wrong. Lord, she needs and desires, but she just doesn't know. So, Father God, we just say, Holy Spirit, continue to work in her heart and in her life the way that you know it needs to be done so she can receive that which you have available to her. In Jesus' name I pray, man. So let's get to Carlos. Russia to go, son. Russia to go, say, she to go, say, she run to go, son. Kandaka. Ha, 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 ha. Little by little, it's making a difference. Little by little, things are opening up and availing themselves. Little by little, he's beginning to see, to accept, and to flow. Still questioning, but not so much. Little by little, God is uniquely enlarging his life as he talks, reveals, and helps him continue to keep him covered, encouraged, and uplifted so he, too, can be used by the master. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.